Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk. Well, as many of you know, uh, one of our core values here at Kindred Church is authenticity. Authenticity. And part of what we mean by that is that we we try not to avoid wrestling with hard questions. We we try not to avoid wrestling with hard questions of faith, uh, even when we're not always sure that we have all of the answers. And so in that spirit of authenticity, this morning, I want us to think about prayer And specifically, I want us to think about an experience that I'm pretty sure most of us have had with prayer. Uh, Back in 2014, the the Pew Research Center did this big national survey where they were trying to discern trends uh, within the religious life of Americans. And one of the things they found was that even though there's this continual decline in church attendance in this country, and even though more and more people all the time are identifying themselves as non-religious or religiously unaffiliated, despite those trends, uh, nevertheless, the, the majority of American adults continue to pray. Uh, they, they found in this survey that 55% of American adults say that they pray at least on a daily basis, and 75% of American adults say they pray at least once a month. And so I think that means that if you are watching this sermon or listening to this sermon today, you are very likely somebody who prays on a regular basis, or at least you have prayed on a regular basis at some point in your past. Now, here's why I bring all of this up. If you're somebody who does pray regularly or has prayed regularly, then I'm sure at one time or another, you've had the experience of praying that something would happen, and then it didn't happen. You've had the experience of of asking God to do something that that then God didn't seem to do. You've had the experience of of asking God for something that that God didn't give you. Um, In other words, you've been through a time when it seemed like your prayers weren't being heard, or or at the very least, it seemed like your prayers weren't being answered. Uh, Sometimes this happens to us in relatively small ways, you know, like we pray for an A on the test and that doesn't happen, or we pray that she'll call us back after the the first date, but but she doesn't call back. And and that can leave us wondering, like, God, do do you hear me? Because it sure doesn't seem like it. But but sometimes this happens to us in in ways that are much, much bigger. And I I know this is raw, but I think it's important to to name this experience because many of us have have had it. You know, we we pray for big things like, uh, God, make the cancer go away but then the cancer doesn't go away. Or we pray for things like, God, uh, heal my marriage, make my marriage better, but, but then our marriage doesn't get better. We, we pray for our miracle, but then our miracle never comes, and it, it can leave us wondering, God, do you hear me? God, do, do you care? Sometimes it leaves us wondering, God, are you even there at all? Now, I hope for, for each of us that we could point to some times in our lives when it was very clear that God did answer our prayers, when we did receive our miracle in, in one way or another. But I know uh, most, if not all of us, have probably had the experience uh, of, of wondering, God, do you hear my prayers? God, do you care? God, are you even there at all? Uh, those, are, those are tough questions. 
That that can really shake our faith. In fact, this is one reason that some people ultimately walk away from church or that they walk away from faith altogether because they went through a time when they they prayed and they prayed and, and they just didn't see an answer. And at a certain point, they decided, you know what, forget it. Uh, yeah, I, if there is a God out there, God clearly doesn't listen to, to me, and so I'm just done. I bet each of us know people that, that that's their story. Maybe for some of you, uh, that's your story. And maybe the reason that you're only watching this or, or listening to this is because church is important to your partner or to a family member or friend uh, of yours, but you've decided for yourself that, that you're done with faith. Or maybe you're moving in that direction because at some point you prayed and you prayed and you just didn't see an answer. You just didn't see an answer. When we open ourselves up to God and we pour out our hearts to God and we ask God to do something and, and we don't think that God is responding, it can be incredibly painful. It can raise some incredibly hard questions. God, do you hear me? God, do you care? God, are you even there at all? Those are big questions. Those are important questions. And, and honestly, uh, sooner or later, most of us are probably going to run into those questions at some point along our faith journey if we haven't already. And so today, I just want to try to speak to those questions from a perspective of faith. And I'll say up front here, like I'm not going to be able to resolve all the tension uh, around these questions. I don't think anybody can. And I'm certainly not going to be able to explain why God didn't do what you asked God to, to do. Oftentimes, we don't get an explanation. And that's part of what makes this experience so difficult. But I do want to talk about what God has done and what God is doing and what God will do. Because when we remember what God has done and is doing and, and what God will do, that gives us hope in the face of those hard questions. That strengthens our faith in the face of those hard questions. And it gives us something to do when we're going through one of those seasons when it seems like our prayers are, are going unanswered. We don't have to walk away from faith, but, but what should we do instead? That's what I want us to think together about today. Well, as we think about this, uh, it's important to remember that we are actually not the, the first generation of humans to struggle with this experience of unanswered prayer, not at all. And in fact, the Bible is actually full of people who had this very same experience. A lot of people are surprised to learn that, uh, but it's true. And that means that there's a lot of affirmation for us in the Bible when we're, we're going through this, this experience. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom and guidance for us in the Bible about how to handle it and how to think about it and what to do in those times when it feels like our prayers are going unanswered. And so as we're thinking about this today, there's a lot of biblical passages and stories that, that we could look at. Um, but for our purposes this morning, I want us to focus in on the story of a guy named Zechariah. Because Zechariah is a guy who was well acquainted with this experience of, of unanswered prayer. I mean, for years and years and years, he was having this experience. And then towards the end of his life, he, he learned something that completely changed his perspective on God, and it completely changed his perspective on prayer, and it can do the same for us uh, as well. So a little background here on Zechariah. Uh, we first meet Zechariah at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, which is a book in the New Testament. Zechariah lived in first century Israel. He was a Jew, and in fact, we're told he was a priest. So it was his job to work in the Jewish temple, and he would lead worship services, and he would lead prayer services, and, and things like that. Uh, we're also told that Zechariah is a very, very old man, and that'll become uh, important a little later in his story. And when we first meet Zechariah, uh, things in his life are not going well at all. Things in his world are not going well 
at all. And in particular, there's two things that are really weighing heavy on Zechariah. The, the first thing is like social and political and, and theological as well. Um, if you've worshiped with us at, at Kindred recently, you know we, we've talked about how back in the first century, um, Israel was occupied by the Roman Empire. And that meant that Zechariah and his fellow first century Jews, uh, on a daily basis, they were facing mistreatment from the Roman soldiers and oppression and, and taxation for the Romans. And all of this led to some really tough theological questions for them about, God, why are you allowing this? God, what are you doing? God, what are you going to do about this whole situation? Uh, back in the Old Testament, um, God had promised Israel that God was going to send a Savior, this figure that would be called the Messiah. And this Messiah would come and, and liberate Israel so that the Jewish people could fulfill their calling from God of, of reflecting God's love out into the rest of the world. And so we can imagine that Zechariah had been praying probably every day for his entire life, God, rescue us. God, send this Savior. Send the Messiah. And by the time we meet Zechariah in the first century, uh, Jewish people before him had been praying that same prayer for, for hundreds of years. And yet, even though Zechariah prayed that day after day, still there was no Messiah. And we can imagine how discouraging that must have felt. But the second thing that was weighing on Zechariah was uh, more personal and, and probably in some ways even more painful. And that is that uh, Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they were unable to have children. Uh, they always wanted children. They always wanted to be parents. They, they prayed for children, but no children ever came. Uh, I know some of you have been through that struggle of, of infertility. And so you know firsthand all the pain and the, the disappointment and all the heavy emotions that, that come with that. Uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, they were facing all of those same emotions. And in that culture, there was like open shame towards people who, who couldn't have children. We're told that Zechariah and Elizabeth faced shame among their family, among their, their neighbors as well. And so we can imagine that, that Zechariah prayed day after day, God, give us a child. God, help us to become parents. And day after day, no child ever came. Probably by the time we meet Zechariah here, when, when he's an old man, he had probably given up on this prayer years ago because he finally realized that he and his wife were, were just too old, that, that the ship has sailed and, and it wasn't going to happen. We can imagine how discouraging that experience must have been. Well, the reason I give all this background about Zechariah is I want us to see that he's a guy who, like many of us, was well acquainted with this experience of, of unanswered prayer. He was a guy like many of us who had wrestled with these hard questions of, God, do you hear me? God, do you care? God, are you even there at all? But then one day, uh, one day, Zechariah had an experience that completely changed his understanding of God. It completely changed his understanding of prayer as well. One day, uh, Zechariah was saying his prayers as usual. Uh, apparently, he persisted in prayer, even though he struggled with the, the you know, kind of wondering, like, are my prayers even being answered? Maybe he was wondering that, uh, especially on, on this particular day. But while he's praying, suddenly out of the middle of nowhere, he gets this vision of an angel. And he's shocked and surprised because nobody ever expects to see an angel. So the angel comes to him and the angel says, don't be afraid, Zechariah, because he was definitely afraid. And then the angel says this, and don't miss this because this is so important. This is in Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 13. The angel says, 
Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. In other words, the angel is saying, Zechariah, you know how for years and years, you prayed and you prayed for a child and no child ever came and, and you wondered, God, do you even hear me? Zechariah, do you know how you, you've been praying for, for years and years for, for this Savior, for this Messiah, and, and no Messiah has come and, and you've wondered, God, do you even hear me? Well, the angel says, yes, Zechariah, I'm here to tell you that yes, God absolutely hears your prayers. God hears all your prayers and you don't ever need to doubt ever that when you speak to God, whether you speak out loud, whether you speak in your heart, whether you speak in words, whether you speak to God in, in moans and groans that you can't even articulate into words, when you speak to God, God hears you always, always. And the reason that the angel told that to Zechariah and the reason that Zechariah then shared this story later on with others, and the reason that Luke ultimately documented this and wrote this down for us in what we now call the Bible, the reason is because this is not just true of Zechariah's prayers, but this is true of your prayers. And this is true of my prayers as well. God loves us way too much to just tune us out. God is too deeply committed to us to just like press the mute button on us. God would never do that. God hears your prayers, this angel says. And, and sometimes we wonder. The angel says, you don't, you don't have to wonder. Your prayers have been heard. I don't know about you, but I find that deeply, deeply comforting. At the same time, at the same time, I know that um, that still kind of raises the, the question of, okay, well... If God hears all of my prayers, then how come so many of my prayers seem to go unanswered? Now, how come some of my bigger, more important prayers seem to go unanswered? Um, as I said before, I can't resolve all the tension around that, that question, um, but I do want to name two things that Zechariah learned about this because I think these two things are so helpful for us to keep in mind when we're going through a time when it seems like our prayers are are going unanswered. So here's the first thing that Zechariah learned. He learned that just because we're not getting the answer that we want in the way that we want, on the timeline that we want, that doesn't mean that we're not getting an answer to our prayers. Uh, after the angel tells Zechariah that his prayers have been heard, the angel says something that's even more surprising to Zechariah. And that is, he says, Zechariah, you and Elizabeth get ready because y'all are about to get pregnant. Y'all are about to have a baby. And at first, Zechariah, like, he doesn't even believe it. He's like, okay, you know, that's a, a nice sentiment there, Mr. Angel, but too little too late. In case you haven't noticed, like, the ship has sailed. We are old. Like, great, great grandpa old. This is not going to happen. And the angel insists and he says, Zechariah, I don't care how old you are. Get ready because you're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. Now, in this case, Zechariah's prayers for a child were answered in the way that he wanted, just not on the timeline that he had wanted. Uh, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, sometimes our prayers are answered on the timeline that we want, but not in the way that we want. Um, sometimes our prayers are answered, but not on the, the timeline that we want or in the way that we want. And when that happens, it can be hard for us to even recognize that our prayer has, in fact, been answered, even though it has, even though it has. Um, it's important to remember that 
our timeline and our ways are not always God's timeline and, and God's ways. But having said that, uh, having said that, still there are some times when our prayers do seem to go completely unanswered, not on any timeline, not in any way. You know, perhaps we pray like Zechariah did for a child, but unlike Zechariah, a child never comes, not even miraculously in our old age. Or we pray for healing, and that healing never comes. Uh, well, that leads me to the, the second thing that Zechariah learned. And that is that in Jesus, in Jesus, all of our prayers find their ultimate answer, even when we can't see how. In Jesus, all of our prayers find their answer, even when we can't see how. After the angel tells Zechariah that he is finally going to have a baby, the angel explains that this baby is not just any baby. I mean, no baby's just any baby, right? They're all special, but this baby is, is extra super special because uh, this baby is going to be named John. He's later in his life going to get the nickname John the Baptist, and John has a special job to do. John is going to prepare the way. John is going to get people ready because the angel explains uh, God is getting ready to send the Savior, that the Messiah is finally about to arrive. In fact, God is finally about to arrive. And at first, Zechariah doesn't really understand what, what all of this means. But a little later, after Elizabeth does get pregnant, as the angel predicted, after John is born, as the angel predicted, suddenly Zechariah realizes that God is now doing something that's even greater than anybody could have imagined. That not only is God sending a, a savior to, to Israel, like uh, Zechariah and and uh, his fellow Jews that had been praying for for, for so long. But God, him, God, God's self is coming to be that Savior. And not only is God sending a Savior for Israel, but, but God is sending a Savior for all of humanity. God is sending a Savior to save all of humanity from sickness and from suffering and from sin and from evil and from death forever so that none of that stuff would ever have the final word on any of us uh, at all. And Jesus came, of course, and that's exactly what Jesus did. And that's exactly what Jesus is still doing. And that's exactly what Jesus will continue to do until all sickness and all suffering and, and, and all evil and death, until all of that is gone forever, until all of it is healed, until all of it is redeemed. And what this means for us is that anytime we pray in any fashion for an end to some kind of suffering that we may be facing or someone we care about is facing, anytime we pray for an end to, to sickness, suffering, uh, death, anytime we pray for an end to, to evil in this world, in Jesus, God says, yes. God says, yes. Now, we may not get to see that yes in the way that we want. We may not get to see that yes on the timeline that we want. We may not get to see that yes in this life. There are some prayers that, that we are going to have to wait for an answer for ultimately uh, in the life to come. But nevertheless, nevertheless, in Jesus, God's answer to all of those prayers is yes. Well, um, when Zechariah slowly begins to realize 
the, the depth of God's commitment to us. When Zechariah begins to, to wrap his mind around the Savior that God is sending and the lengths that God will go to to save all of us human beings, um, suddenly he finds himself overwhelmed with the goodness of God. And in the moment in, of this like overwhelm, uh, Zechariah suddenly bursts into song. It's like this story of Zechariah suddenly becomes a, a musical. He starts singing, and this song is actually the passage that we heard earlier in the service today. And I wish we had time to unpack all the parts and pieces of, of this song because it's beautiful, but I want us to hear again the, the last line that he sings. Zechariah says this. He says, Because of our God's deep compassion, the dawn from heaven will break upon us. Now notice, he, he doesn't say the dawn from heaven might break upon us. He doesn't say the dawn from heaven could possibly break upon us. No, he says the dawn from heaven will break upon us. He says to give light to those who are sitting in darkness. I wonder if any of you or somebody you care about is, is sitting in darkness right now. He says there's going to be light. Uh, he says to give light to those who are in the shadow of death. I wonder if you or, or anybody you know is, is sitting in the shadow of death right now. There will be light, Zechariah says, to give light to those who are sitting in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide us on the path of peace. You know, Zechariah, um, he never did get an explanation for why he had to wait so long for his prayers to be answered. And we don't always get an explanation when our prayers seem to be going unanswered either. And that's part of what makes that experience hard. There's so much that we don't know. But what we do know is that, that God hears us always. Uh, we, we do know that God is listening to us. We, we do know that God cares for us with a love that we can't even begin to imagine. And we know that's true because of Jesus. What we know that in Jesus, one way or another, at one time or another, in this life, possibly even in the next life, that all sickness and suffering and evil and death will be redeemed. It'll be restored and, and healed forever. I'll end with this uh, here. Um, the, the next time you find yourself in one of those seasons where you are praying and praying and you just don't see an answer. Uh, the next time that you are in one of those times when you're, you're questioning, God, are you there? God, do you hear me? God, God, do you care about me? It may be tempting in those times to just give up on prayer, to give up on God, but, but I want to encourage you, don't give up and don't walk away, but, but keep on praying. Keep on praying because the truth is God is listening. And God does care. And God loves you with a love that you can't even begin to imagine. And we know that's true because of Jesus. So even in those hard times, even when we might feel discouraged, we can continue to look to Jesus. And as we look to Jesus, we can keep praying with, with confidence. We can keep praying with hope that all of our prayers find their ultimate answer in Him. All of our prayers find their ultimate answer in Him. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and, and loving God, listening God, uh, we're so grateful for the gift of prayer. 
God, that, that you would call us, your, your creatures, to, to speak to you, uh, to, to share our hearts with you, to share our experiences with you, God, that you would invite us to, to be in a relationship in that way is just incredible to think about. Uh, but God, as you know, prayer doesn't always come easily to us. And we often go through seasons in our lives, Lord, when we're talking to you and we're sharing our hearts with you, but we feel like we're not hearing anything back. We're not seeing that, that you're hearing us. We're not seeing any response from you, God. And that can be so hard. It can be so hard. God, I, I pray this morning for everybody who's, who's feeling that right now. And for everybody who's, whose faith is hanging by a thread or they're questioning or they're, or they're doubting because of this experience. God, um, we don't know always what your ways are and how they differ from ours. We don't always know why your timelines are, are differ, different from ours. But for everybody who's struggling with this right now, God, would you give them a renewed sense of hope? Would you give them a renewed sense of, of faith? Help them to continue looking for hope in Jesus. Because we know that, that in Jesus, all things are being restored and redeemed. And so that we know that, that every deep longing of our heart, uh, every true yearning and desire that you've placed within us will be fulfilled in him, God. Keep that hope ever before us so that we can continue to, to pour ourselves out in prayer, to, to pour out our hearts to you and, and grow into the relationship that you desire with every single one of us, God. Once again, we thank you for this gift of prayer, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You, consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.